Welcome into the Rebound Rundown. Today is Thursday, March 16th, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Fritschner, and this is produced by Chatterbox Sports. This is your Daily Digest college basketball show where you can get your info on Cincinnati area college hoops every Monday through Friday in short episodes. Welcome into the best day of the year. It's the first full day of the NCAA tournament. I'm down here in Greensboro, North Carolina for Friday's games. If you can tell, I'm a little quiet recording this in the hotel room. If you're still looking for somewhere to watch the games today, you can go to the Buffalo Wings and Rings in Westchester off 747 and watch the games with the Chatterbox Sports crew. They'll be doing Off the Bench Live starting at 1030 and the doors open to the public at 11. The show will end right at 12.15 when the first game starts, and then you can hang out with the guys while the games are played. Also, for every game that goes over on the over-under while you're there, Chatterbox will buy a round of beer for the bar. Again, that's the Buffalo Wings and Rings in Westchester off 747. Their plan is to be there until around 5 when the first session of afternoon games wraps up. One other programming note, I'm planning on doing a rebound rundown on both Saturday and Sunday. Look, this is the busiest time of the year. I owe it to you. Let's talk about basketball. I won't say that's 100% yet, depending on my schedule, uh, but let's plan on that for now. Not a very exciting night in Dayton last night for the first four. Both games were blowouts. Fairleigh Dickinson easily beat Texas Southern 84-61 in the 16-seed game, and FDU will now play Purdue on Friday night. Then, Arizona State cruised past Nevada 98-73. The Sun Devils will play TCU on Friday night, and the Horn Frogs will be without Eddie Lampkin, so that's a game to keep an eye on. In the NIT, Cincinnati beat Virginia Tech 81-72. Like I mentioned yesterday, this was UC's last home game because of a conflict with Fifth Third Arena. The Bearcats will play at Hofstra on Saturday at 2. Hofstra is coming off that win over Rutgers. Okay, now let's get to the big business of the day. I'm going to go through every game in the order that they'll be played and give you my thoughts on each one. There are 16 games today and 16 games tomorrow. Starting things off at 12-15, 9th-seeded Maryland versus 8th-seeded West Virginia. This is one of the best games of the day, and it's only right that it's the first game of the day. How many more years will Bob Huggins coach? That national championship is still eluding him. And it probably will this year, too. I do think this is a game that sets up well for the Mountaineers. Maryland has been horrific away from home this year. And when I say horrific, I mean the Terrapins have 12 losses this year, and 11 of them have been away from the Xfinity Center. Maryland is playing the better basketball to close the season, though. I think West Virginia wins, but no joke, if I was betting this game, I think I would take Maryland plus 2.5. It might end up being that close. Might as well take the 2.5 points. At 12:40, 13-seed Furman versus 4-seed Virginia. In a spicy game, Furman will look to win their first NCAA tournament game since 1974. It's the Paladins' first appearance in the tournament since 1980. Furman is a trendy upset pick here because Virginia plays a style of basketball that just always leaves the other teams in the games. It's so slow. Tony Bennett's style is slow, methodical, so if Furman is hitting shots, they'll be right in it. Furman has the best shooting percentage inside the arc in the entire country, but they're only a middle-of-the-road team from three. Virginia finished 25-7, and seven, but they never really inspired a ton of confidence this year. At the end of February, they got blown out by Boston College and then lost their next game to a lackluster North Carolina team. If you're looking for positives from UVA, they did make the ACC title game. 
but they only scored 49 points in that 10-point loss to Duke. I'm not going to take the bait on the upset here, but I don't think Virginia lasts very long in this tournament, and if Furman does win this game, I wouldn't be shocked at all. At 140, 10-seed Utah State versus 7-seed Missouri. This is the last good game of the early slate. Utah State is the 10th best three-point shooting team in the country and the 13th best offensive team overall by Ken Palm. Missouri, well, they're the 10th best offensive team. Neither team is elite defensively, albeit the Aggies are a little bit better than the Tigers on that end of the floor. Even though they're the 10th seed, Utah State is actually favored here by a point and a half. I'll take the Aggies winning this game. At 2, 16th seed Howard plays number 1 seed Kansas. Not going to spend too much time here. The Jayhawks will roll. Only news to report is that Kansas is hopeful Bill Self will be healthy enough to coach in this game. Then 45 minutes later, after Kansas, at 245, 16th seed Texas A&M Corpus Christi, who just won the other night in Dayton, will play number one seed Alabama. This is kind of a clunker of a mid-afternoon window with the two one seeds tipping off. So barring something crazy from a 16 seed, you can probably get your first bathroom break somewhere in here, probably around halftime of the Utah State game. At 310, the 12 seed College of Charleston versus the five seed San Diego State. Things start to heat up with one of the trendiest upset picks of the entire first round in the first 12-5 game of the weekend. People talk so much about these upsets because they're generally the most talented mid-majors against weaker or middle-of-the-road high-major teams. I'm talking about the 12-5. Since the tournament expanded in 1985, only five times has a 12 not beaten a 5. So it happens all the time. Pat Kelsey's Charleston squad is 31-3 this year and has not lost since February 2nd. They have wins over Virginia Tech and Kent State in the non-conference. San Diego State is a very tough, defensive-minded, grind-you-down type of team. If Charleston starts letting it fly and hitting from three, the Aztecs will be in trouble. I think this is a good matchup for Charleston, and I'll pick the Cougars to get it done. At 4-10, 15-seed Princeton takes on number 2-seed Arizona. I've been saying for weeks and weeks that I am bound and determined to pick Arizona a round or two too far in this tournament, but I don't think that means they lose this game. Princeton can find themselves in some high-scoring games, but this is a game Arizona should win. At 4.30, 8-seed Arkansas plays 9-seed Illinois. The final game of the afternoon slate is one where I really don't know what to expect. Illinois has been such a roller coaster this year with wins over Texas and UCLA, but they also have 12 total losses. Granted, none of them are bad. Arkansas, on the other hand, has two lottery picks in Nick Smith and Anthony Black. The Razorbacks did not close the season strong, losing four of their last five. However, in a potential toss-up game like this, I tend to lean to the NBA talent, so I'll go with Arkansas. At 6.50, 9-seed Auburn plays 8-seeded Iowa. The night games should be a ton of fun, and this is how they start. The thing to remember about this game is that it's being played in Birmingham, which is a very easy drive from Auburn's campus. Both teams lost in their first game to the conference tournaments. Auburn started hot this year at 16-3 overall, but faltered down the stretch, going 4-8 the rest of the way in the regular season. Iowa, per usual, has an absolutely elite offense. They're third in the country in that category. Auburn will have the crowd, but I will take the Hawkeyes. At 7-10, it's another 12-5 game. It's Oral Roberts, the 12 seed, playing number 5 seed Duke. 
This is the game that everyone's been talking about. Oral Roberts has Max Asmus, and that's spelled A-B-M-A-S, but it's pronounced Asmus. You remember him from 2021 when he led 15-seed Oral Roberts to a sweet 16 with upset wins over Ohio State and Florida. I don't think there will be a repeat of that magic this year, though. Duke is playing some of the best basketball of any team in the tournament. They haven't lost since February 11th. Blue Devils have it rolling. Kyle Filipowski is a monster inside. I'll take Duke. At 725, the two-seed Texas plays 15-seeded Colgate. Do not overlook this game. Colgate is the best three-point shooting team in the entire country. They're at 40.9%, the only team above 40%. Texas is coming off that 20-point route of Kansas in the Big 12 title game. The thing about Colgate is that they just don't defend at all. Texas, on the other hand, is in the top 20 of Ken Palm in both offense and defense. I'm not going to say I would be overly shocked if Colgate messed around and kept this one close, but give me the Longhorns to win the game. 735, 10th seed Boise State or 7th seed Northwestern. The Mountain West, is this the year they finally have some tournament success? Boise has lost three of their last five games overall. Granted, two of those were to Utah State. Northwestern has that Purdue win on their resume, but they've lost four of their last five, including an overtime loss to Penn State in the quarters of the Big Ten tournament. I'll take Northwestern here, but it'll be close. At 9-20, 16-seed Northern Kentucky versus number one seed Houston, our Norse. Sadly, I think this is the end of the road for the Norse. I'm not sure you could have possibly picked a worse matchup for NKU. Even potentially without their best player in Marcus Sasser, Houston has all the guards and the physicality they need to shut down Marquez Work and the Norse. The total in this game is set at 121.5, and I think there's a very good chance it could go under. Houston wins this one. At 940, 4-seeded Tennessee playing 13-seed Louisiana. The Raging Cajuns could give Tennessee a scare, but I don't think this is an upset. Tennessee's tournament run will be limited in my mind without Sakai Ziegler. Just think that's too impactful of an injury to overcome, but I think they get past Louisiana. At 9.55, 7-seed Texas A&M plays 10-seed Penn State. Don't go to bed because this has the potential to be one of the best games of the day. Texas A&M is playing some of the hottest basketball in the country, and Penn State has Jalen Pickett, who will be the most talented player on the floor. The Nittany Lions pride themselves on the offensive end, but here's the one thing I will say about them. Offensive rebounds are few and far between. They have the second lowest offensive rebounding percentage in the country. They also don't get to the foul line very well either. I'm going to take Texas A&M, but this is a toss-up and a very good one on paper. Then at 10.05, the last game of the day, two-seed UCLA playing 15-seed UNC Asheville. Mick Cronin, this one shouldn't be too newsworthy. The excitement around UCLA has waned since Jalen Clark's injury, given his importance to the Bruins, but they should be able to get past Asheville easily without him. Paul's pick of the day presented by Betfred Sportsbook, won for the second night in a row last night with Arizona State blowing out Nevada in the first four. For the tournament today, my pick is Utah State minus one and a half against Missouri. One more thing, I didn't do it yesterday, so today I have two Stube stats for all of you, courtesy of David Steubenrock, XU Statman on Twitter. First, 15 seeds have taken down two seeds 10 times and 148 chances since 1985. It happened just four times in the first 27 years between 85 and 2011, but it's happened six times in the last 10 tournaments, 
and in each of the last two. Stube tells you, Longhorns, beware. And then the second stat, Xavier in March has won four games so far. A win on Friday would be the 13th season they have gotten at least five wins in March. Another win on Sunday would make it just the fifth season with at least six wins. Only one season has at least seven March wins, the infamous 2003-2004 run where they captured nine wins in March. That'll do it for today's Rebound Rundown. Truly, today is one of my favorite days of the year. Make sure you have enough screens, kick back, watch the games. If you're going to Wings and Rings in Westchester, root for the overs. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.